You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. If you enjoy listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to this show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to monetize your skills and attract more clients and build a side hustle income all online. We have special guest, Dr. Clem from Travel with Clem on the podcast today. Dr. Clementine, Afana has been a freelancer and remote worker, both part-time and full-time for the past nine years. She started her freelance career in the field of translations of English and French. Travel with Clem, her platform, inspires and teaches busy professionals how to travel the world without having to quit their full-time jobs. Whether you are a full-time college student, single mom, contractor, or medical doctor, you can travel the world. Thank you so much, Dr. Clem, for being on the show. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. I'm grateful and honored to be here with you, Aquania. Yes. I want to tell people more about what you do. What inspired you personally Mm -hmm. to become a freelancer and work remotely from wherever you want? That's a great question. So my inspiration has always been my mom. Um, I don't know how cliche that's going to be sound, but that's going to sound, sorry, but that's true. <laughs> and uh, when I was a kid, my mom always used to travel um, a lot and she's a doctor. So she used to go places and go on these missions and stuff. And I said to myself, you know what, whatever I end up doing in life, I want to travel a lot. Like it, it seems like fun. It seems rewarding. It seems enriching. And so forth. And she would tell us, start me and my siblings stories about the places where she had been she would bring us those snow globes i don't know if you like the, the little snow globes that you get in every um, city and that just became my dream at least one of my dreams when i got into medical school i i took the opportunity to i started traveling because i wanted to to discover different healthcare systems and eventually choose where i wanted to specialize later in life so for me i had to be able to fund that dream because medical school is not the cheapest thing if you know anything about so medical school is not cheap so i didn't feel comfortable asking money to my parents and my mom specifically to be able to do that because when you you pay your tuition fees when your expenses and you have other siblings to be taken care of it it might come across as a little bit you know too much for you that time I said no if I want to make this happen I have to find a way and a friend of mine introduced me to working online back then it was popular but not as much as it is today and the rest is history (laughs) I love that. What a great story. So are you currently practicing medicine at all or you just travel? I love that question. So right now I'm not practicing in a hospital. And the reason I love that question is because a lot of times when people think about being a doctor, we only picture doctors being in a hospital. But throughout my different experiences, not just traveling, but also interacting with doctors around the world, I got to expand my vision and see that you can be a doctor without working in the hospital. You can be in public health, you can be in administration. But at this point in time in my career, I am working in clinical research. And I, there's going to be a next step in my career where I will, you know, transition back to hospital medicine. I love that. So you can do research anywhere, right? You can yes, hop you can. in, hop out, go wherever you want to go. I love Definitely. it. I love it. Yep. So what are some of your best tips to help my listeners monetize their skills and build side hustles? 
Awesome. Great question. One of the main challenges that people have when it comes to monetizing their skills or even finding work online, not knowing what to do and approach that. So I have a three, three um, steps approach that I usually teach people and always share everywhere on social media, in my blogs, in my you know, interviews like this. And I'm going to say this, if you want to, you know, build a side hustle or um, be it on a physical plane or online, which is my specialty, you need to identify what you're good at. And that is a challenge that people have, not knowing what they are good at. There could be what you're good at in terms of you know, I know I'm really good at this. There's also what you're good at in terms of what other people say you are good at, what other people see in you. And sometimes we don't see that in ourselves. You can also think about what you're passionate about and what you're willing to learn. For me, when I got started, I knew that I was good at writing stories, and but I didn't want to leave the medical side behind because it's such an important part of me. So that it became, when I figured that out and I added my passion to what I was good at, then I was able to you know, get started working online as a medical writer, AC reviewer, and things like that. So the first step is identify what you are good at. The second thing is figuring out where to find clients who need your services. And I love this analogy that I always use. When you go to the market, generally in the market, you have people who sell bananas, you know, tomatoes, apples, fruit, fish, and so forth. But different people go to the market or the supermarket for different reasons. So there are people who only want fruits. There are people who want fruits and fish and so forth. So for you to really be able to make it, you need to know what you sell, but also where to find the people who want what you sell, okay? You're not going to go to a supermarket and sell movies tickets, for example. So that is the second tip that I have to share. Number one, figure out what you're good at. Number two, figure out where to find the people who need what you want. And number three, figure out how to approach them, how to pitch to them, and how to differentiate yourself from everybody else who is selling the same thing as you. I've seen after coaching people for so many months, since the pandemic at least, I've seen that even sometimes when people have the skills, people know what they are good at, people know where to find online jobs, they don't know how to pitch themselves and it can stem from insecurities or feelings like you're not good enough or feelings like because you don't have a degree in XYZ, you are not fit to be able to sell services in that experience, in that field of experience, sorry. And, and for me, I always tell people that I started as a medical writer but I didn't have a, a writing degree or I didn't have I didn't do specialized um, training in that I learned along the way and then eventually I got better and I took some courses so it's really important to know how to know how, what you have to bring what you offer and how to pitch yourself to your clients in a way that is confident articulate and land to those clients I love that. Really good tips. I really appreciate that. I hope listeners, you are taking notice because she really talked about, let's just recap, finding your target audience after you've identified what your skill is mm -hmm. and utilizing that to really make not only income, but mm -hmm. income from your your ideal customer, right? So finding right. your ideal customer in a market where so many people are selling the same things. I love mm -hmm. that analogy. So very good tips. I want to know, are there any tools that you recommend for remote workers or re call them digital nomads, people mm -hmm. who are able to work from anywhere? Are there any specific tools that you use or you recommend we use to keep our lives organized while we travel? Awesome. I love that. <laughs> I didn't prepare for that question. It actually forces me to just think about the things that I use on a daily for me to communicate with people. I think we know by now that the non-negotiable is having your emails on your phone. You must, otherwise you're just disconnected from your potential clients and that is not okay. But things that really help me stay organized and stay on top of my games are probably the simple and the most basic things. Number one is using Google Calendar 
whenever I have uh, a meeting with a client or a potential prospect, I always add it to Google Calendar because my Google Calendar is synced in a way that it sends me reminders like a few days before on the day and within a few uh, like half an hour so i always use that toy so that's how i know that's how i got it i i still organize otherwise it's just like everything coming from everywhere i also recommend having skype on your phone definitely because when you're communicating with clients before zoom became such a big thing clients will usually message me either on the online work platforms or they would want to call right away and so having skype gives me the opportunity not just to call them but also to receive call and communicate with them directly microsoft teams for meetings is also something that has helped me a lot especially with my clients in north africa where usually they would have meetings within a different time zone and i wouldn't want to i, I would want to be able to join easily without too much complication. So I use Microsoft uh, meetings a lot. And the final thing that we all use really is WhatsApp. WhatsApp is, WhatsApp is it. It, it, it makes it's with WhatsApp, I'm always reachable. I always respond on time. And even if I don't attend to a client right away, I tell them, Hey, I just started by day, but I'm going to get back to you by email at the XYZ time. So those are the standard everyday tools, but I use them in, in my business in a way that makes me look more available, more dependable, and more reliable. I love that. Now, this is a question that kind of feeds off of what you just said. Mm -hmm. As a digital nomad with clients all over the world, do you mm -hmm. really feel that you need to always be available? That's a good one. So I like the fact that you asked if I feel, because before I used to. But after having done this for almost 10 years, I think, and, and that is working online and with people in different time zones, I've gotten to understand that the better you communicate with your clients, the more, the freer you are. So I've worked with clients, like right now, I'm the AST time zone, right? And I'm like just an hour away from you. But I've worked with clients in, in the United Arab Emirates, in Europe, in Asia, in Australia, in Africa, and so forth. And so I don't think, right now, I don't think that I have to be available all the time, but I, it's my responsibility to make sure that I communicate with the clients within their time zones or give them at least a timeline when I will be able to get back to them. And it, it doesn't mean that every time they message me, I need to answer. If they, when they know, when I'm proactive about communicating with them and letting them know that, okay, you're going to hear back from me in the next 48 hours about this, then it gives me more time and it also gives them more peace of mind. Because it's important for us to remember that when you're working remotely, there is this, because of the lack of that visual and physical contact, the trust factor needs to be established from the get-go. So the client needs to be able to trust that you're going to say what you, you're going to do what you said you're going to do. And it's important to be, to communicate and just be proactive about that communication from the get-go. Now, when the client understands your communication pattern, when knows that, okay, every time he messages you, you probably respond quickly and then, you know, give him a longer version later on, then they respect you more and they they consider you more professional and you be, you are able to build that trust so to get back to your question i don't feel that i have to be available all the time because i always notify my clients of my availability and i tell them when they should expect responses from me if at a certain point in time i realize that i'm not going to be responding as fast i let them know in advance that okay in the next few weeks my response is going to be delayed so if you want something quick you can call or do xyz or just use this secret code name yeah <laughs> Secret code names. Ooh, yes. that's interesting. So uh, when do you think someone should turn their side hustle into a full-time gig? Easy. When they feel like they can sustain it. When they feel like their side hustle can give them the income that a full-time gig 
um, can. Now, one of the main challenges that people have is being able to scale up in the sense that you're working full time for yourself and without that like additional supervision and still making the income that you want to make. So I think that if you, for, for people who are still working, uh, which is the majority of people that I serve, I always say, don't quit your job. Don't quit that job unless you can make that amount of money, not just in one month, but consistently for a solid six months to a year. That is when you feel like, you know what, I can actually support this. Because within that time, you will have had enough experience, enough trial and error to, to know what will work for you. And you have also had time to put systems in place. For me personally, uh, because I'm learning everything that I'm learning from scratch, it's taking, it has taken me a lot more time, but I have enjoyed that process. And I keep reminding people that don't quit your job. You have all these things in place. Don't rush. That nine to five is funding your side hustle while your side hustle is learning how to walk and how to, to grow. Only when you are able to grow it and maintain it sustainably in, with an income that can support you and your family, then you can quit your job if you want to. If you want to. I love it. I love it. So the name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money Podcast. So I ask everyone this question. What is your purpose for money? Oof. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. I love this question. I really love it. Um, Aquania. I hope I'm saying your name. Yes. Right. Okay, great. I practice <laughs> mentally. I love this question because I think it, it, it has helped me to put into perspective my why and the reason, the reason that keeps me pushing when things get hard, when I get discouraged, when I don't see the results right away. And at the core of everything I do, but whether it's making money online myself teaching people how to make it, um, having coaching sessions, writing articles about discovering new places. I think for me, the purpose of that is freedom. To have the freedom to be able to enjoy yourself, discover, grow, invest in the things that you truly want, decide how you want your life to be, decide what you want to build, the freedom to go places where you want to go. Sometimes even the freedom to just say, you know what, tonight I want to go and eat out and not think about the fact that I have to take this money from my savings. I'm going to eat out because I have this disposable income. My, my bills are paid. My, my children's school fees are paid. I don't have kids, but for those who do, you know, my mortgage or rent is paid. Everything is paid and I have this extra money and I've already done charity work. So I, I, I want to just say, you know what, let's go and eat somewhere nice or uh, girlfriends or friends. Let's take a trip to the Caribbean for the weekend. Let's do that. It's that kind of freedom not being tied to a restriction that is mostly financial because money is to me money is supposed to help us serve to help serve a purpose and generally we don't achieve that purpose because we don't have the funds the, the, fin the finances so having that money will help you advance that mission that not just fulfills you but also helps you to serve others so that's for me Great answer. And I'm all about trips to the Caribbean. Yes, so girl. <laughs> I didn't mention this, but tell my audience, where are you joining us from? Yes, I am based in Dominica. That is the Commonwealth of Dominica. Not to be confused with the Dominican Republic, which is also a beautiful island in the Caribbean. <laughs> so um, Dominica is known as the nature isle of the Caribbean because it's lush green. It's, it's like where you come and heal and revitalize yourself in nature. The majority, nine out of 10 sites to see in Dominica are nature-friendly activities. And this is really the place where I fell back in love with nature. And it's like God's little paradise, you know. <laughs> 
I definitely want to see it. I, you guys didn't hear this, but before we started recording, I talked about how Dominica is on my short list of places to go. I've been to 38 countries and it's Mm -hmm. one of them that I want to visit. And I definitely know that it's not the Dominican Republic. (laughs) (laughs) I lived almost two years on the island of Hispaniola, which is the island shared by Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. So I, I know both well. So Amazing. last question, because I definitely I loved our conversation today and I want my listeners to be able to find you. So please mm-hmm. let us know what's your website? Where are you on social? We okay. want to connect. OK, it's really simple. I make it really easy. You guys just look travel reclaim anywhere. If you um, open your Google on your phone on your computer right now and you type travel with Clem, uh, Clem is C-L-E-M. You're going to find me on all platforms. The website is travelwithclem.com on Instagram, travel with Clem on Facebook, travel with Clem on Pinterest, travel with Clem and even on TikTok, travel with Clem. Yeah. So did anybody not get that? Because if you didn't, <laughs> I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Dr. Clem, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really loved your tips and appreciate you sharing your lovely, lovely advice and your warm spirit with me. I can't wait to have my listeners comment, share, like this episode. You heard me, guys. I need you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and definitely share it with friends or family if you found this information useful. Thank you so much. Until next time, keep building generational wealth. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.